0: gentlemen rebel scum and loyal to the empire this is sith talk the show where we talk all things star wars star wars movie news star wars comics star wars books everything star wars i am your host zach chrisman aka the lord of lore and joining me is the lady of lore Lindsay. how the hell are you doing
1: oh man am i good i am better than than i think anyone deserves to be but uh I think all Star Wars fans can probably say that today.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's right now. It's definitely a very fun time to be a Star Wars fan, and I find it funny. Like based on our book of Boba Fett review, which wasn't really um, too great uh, as far as our thoughts and opinions it's less on than it. Wasn't favorable. Yes, um, it's. It's that did not put any kind of like a long-standing stink like maybe other things that Star Wars has come out with. It like it didn't really stick too long. I was just like, well, that was really cool, and I didn't really like it all all that much. Uh, I felt like it kind of ended, and uh, but it didn't change anything. Like it's not like I had any kind of other negative things towards Star Wars.
1: But no, I got that. yeah, I I feel like it was like kind of looking back on it now that we've had a couple of weeks to like digest it I feel like it's very similar to the way I think a lot of people felt about solo which was just like, like yeah you know like it came out it wasn't really my cup of tea but it's not overly offensive where it ruined the entire narrative for me it's just some people are going to love it some people are going to like it less
0: yeah exactly and i i honestly now that we have had a couple of weeks i I'm actually more, I'm grateful for it. Because if you're going to make something that might be a mistake to me, or make some like kind of writing mishaps, uh, just because, you know, John Favreau has been winning, winning, winning. I'd rather be, it be this show than something else I care more about. I think Boba Fett is a perfect character to kind of experiment and have fun with. And it's super easy. I think we're definitely getting a season two after you see that the finale of Boba Fett, was up 39% more in viewership than the Mandalorian Season 2 finale, you're definitely going to get more Boba Fett, and it's not going to be that hard to like change that narrative. Um, I'm not going to open up. I don't know how I opened up with the Boba Fett, but the point is, guys, with our comments about Boba Fett, it easily has switched. It's a good time to be a Star Wars fan because for I don't, anybody who's listened to me for a long time, all I've talked about was, um, you know, old Republic, the uh, wanting Star Wars to go way far in the future or way far in the past, and this damn Obi Wan series that that first started out as a movie. You know, Ewan was going to announce it. He showed up at the Solo premiere. That all signs were pointing towards them announcing this movie after you know weekend box office for Solo. Well, then Solo didn't do as well as we thought, and they kept, They just halted it. And then we started hearing rumors about a show. It's just been like a crazy ride to get there to the point where even like Ewan McGregor, you know, gets on stage at uh, D23 and just says what everybody's saying. Kathy, ask me if I'm going to play Obi-Wan again. And she does. Like that, that, was, that was still amazing. an epic part of cons. Like that's like one of the top three cons for me. And so when we got this, you know, we haven't seen much on filming. They've been really tight-lipped about some things, and it's been really well done. You got that little snippet on Disney Plus Day kind of talking about it, but out of nowhere, and I thought it was a little earlier than I expected, we have gotten a lot from Obi-Wan. We have gotten pictures, teaser trailers, Lindsay, Make sense of all of it. Tell me how you feel. Um, let's start with, were you expecting this teaser or these pictures to drop so early?
1: I was not at all. And just, I'm, I'm even now trying to think, figure this, we're, we're recording this the day after the, the teaser came out. Um, mm-hmm. we, we saw the Entertainment Weekly stuff that morning. So I figured there would start to be some stuff. And, and when I say like a teaser, I mean a real true teaser of just like a, you know, a silhouette in a sandy desert or something. I figured that might be coming. So then when just a few hours later, I get the notification on my phone, like teaser trailer here, I open it up thinking that's what it's going to be. And then I see it's, you know, a minute and 40 seconds and we got so much, so much. And, and it's Weird to me because I think a lot of times when these teaser trailers drop and when these trailers drop, you kind of know who it was for. Like, is it for the diehard fans to kind of get the base going or is it for everyone to get them generally excited and generally interested? And I I do get the sense that this is a little bit more for the diehard fans and it's to get us amped up and let that that excitement kind of spread. Um, so that, when I sit and think about it, surprised me a little bit less. But regardless, I'm amped about it. I thought it was a really good trailer. Um, we'll, we'll of course dive into some of the more specifics and the highs and lows. I'm sure. Um, but for the, for the most part, yeah, it did what it was supposed to do. It shocked me and it got me excited.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, for the record, I. I tried to look up the Book of Boba Fett um, when the first teaser came out for that one, and it's tracking four months um, on, based on my knowledge. Now, I could be wrong, but that would mean that it came out about a month before uh, Boba Fett was coming out. This is coming out um, more than two months before the series, which means as far as a marketing standpoint, there's a lot of confidence in in this series when it comes to the the filmmakers, usually when people like have plenty to show you, that means there's plenty to go off of and they can just keep showing us more stuff because they have a lot of confidence. This, this seems like something we're really building towards to us from a marketing standpoint. Well, um,
1: yes, yeah, not just from confidence in marketing though, but I think educational because you and I, and, and I'm sure our listeners are going to watch this trailer and we're going to know, who these inquisitors are and we're going to know why Obi-Wan has to hide from them. Like we know all of this, but in order to build the right amount of hype and market this correctly, now we have to get everyone else who doesn't know who the inquisitors are and who doesn't get this tension. We have to start doing kind of the right amount of work where we're going to, I think over the next few few months, not just see trailers for Kenobi but we're going to start to see whether, even if it's like a BuzzFeed list of here are the episodes that you have to watch of Rebels. Here's the, here's the books you might want to read. Here's, here's the snapshots of who these characters are and what they, they're doing and why, why you want to hide them. We're going to have to reacclimate a lot of people and just introduce a lot of people to this tension. So this way, the marketing actually hits home. Because it's it's not going to be quite as effective if ninety percent of the population watching this trailer doesn't understand why we're afraid of the Grand Inquisitor and why we you know people might scream when they see the spinning lightsaber shit like that.
0: Well, but that's kind of the the double thing is the the Kylo Ren effect, the Darth Maul effect, uh, with these different lightsabers, they tend to create buzz and. You know, you have a very good point. We're slowly trying to inform these people kind of like this premise that maybe don't understand or don't know. And this teaser does really kind of answer those questions a little bit, but it doesn't answer much. It answers enough about the Inquisitors to get a buzz. Um, I kind of use my workplace as a testing ground to like maybe what they got out of stuff like that because i have some younger guys they all got into book of boba fett they love the mandalorian but that's it i mean like when it comes to star wars that's it some of them watch the shows more than they watch the movies um because it's on tv and they can just click it on um and the one thing i got out of it from them was they they just said those guys look badass they look awesome what the hell are they that's crazy dude. There's more in the Imperial era? There's more? And I'm like, yeah, man, there's more. You can check it out. Rebels. Oh, man, that's sick. I didn't know that. That looks cool. What's that lightsaber? And they're probably not going to go home and watch it, watch all of Rebels and kind of see where it goes. But the intrigue, the point is the intrigue was there, and that's all you need when it comes to these Darksiders. Even if they don't go back and watch Rebels... That Kylo Ren effect of, like, new Darksider who I've never seen before is I
1: think kind of, back. like, like that's a good analogy, that Kylo Ren effect. I think it gives time doing it, dropping this teaser trailer three months in advance. It get, gives time for the non-Star Wars-related YouTubers out there to be like, okay, we did the homework, here's, you know, and, and get people, because... I know I have a lot of friends, I'm sure you do too, where they're not necessarily the Star Wars fans who are waking up every morning to watch a Star Wars cartoon the way you and I invested in Rebels or Bad Batch or Clone Wars. They're not doing that, but they have their non related Star Wars like YouTube where they go for essentially the Spark Notes versions. So I think doing this three months in advance gives time for those YouTube channels to put the, the Spark Notes version of this together.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, when it comes to the tone of this trailer, and, you know, everybody... I think Obi-Wan's the weird thing where, aside from details, this, everybody's kind of wanted the same vibe from Obi-Wan. This very, like, broken lost soul that is obligated to a mission of protecting his best friend slash son slash brother slash many things son. Um, And he's kind of finding his role in it after all these years of unrest. And I I think that this trailer really kind of sold Obi-Wan. And what's so good about Ewan McGregor is... He doesn't say much, but he's such a good actor that you can tell what's going on just by his yeah, eyes. Yeah,
1: I mean, he, just he's such a good physical eyes, actor, too. So the way he, he runs, the way he fights, uh, not just even in this trailer, but in everything he's ever done from, you know, train stoppers to, to Star Wars, like, he's he's just a very physical actor. He's not necessarily, like, the biggest, you know, Chris Hemsworth guy, but he uses, like, his body very effectively
0: yeah you can just kind of like tell um exactly what's going on in his head and in the ew article um or in the inner interview even mcgregor says you know the beginning of this is he's uh he's lost he's broken he's doesn't know where he fits in he is looking at this boy and thinking about anakin thinking about what might he have done wrong what he could have done better what is going on with the the galaxy and and what is his place in all of it and that's literally what i said i wanted like five seconds ago. yeah yeah he has said that in the interview
1: it's also i mean it's it's as close to home to the movies in terms of talking about that hope talking about that you know, keeping it alive, keep doing it for compassion. You know, Jedi aren't supposed to be compassionate, yet the, the um, compassion kind of th- shows through everything they do and they can't help themselves. Like, the, the themes here are much more similar to the movies than any other shows that we've gotten. And I think that's what people were expecting, just not necessarily in this way. When people hear Kenobi I think their first thought was it's going to be him, a show focused on him protecting Luke and hiding Luke, when it seems like this is going to, plot-wise, be much, much, much more about him hiding and protecting himself while not sacrificing other people. So that's something that really interests me. I will say, with that in mind, the players that I think surprise me the most is how prominently featured... Lars and Baru seems to be, I did not think that they would have really any necessarily large piece in this, but it seems like they're two, two characters that we're going to be, be seeing a lot and interacting a lot with.
0: Well, and in an interview, uh, Deborah, Deborah Chow had said, had said that she was so thankful that the number one takeaway that she was so thankful was that she inherited this cast, particularly um, Joel Edgerton?
1: And, and yeah, this that was such was a small role. Yeah, yeah, this he, is such,
0: he was such a small role he, in the prequels, but he has since then become a top tier actor. Has, I mean, if you yeah. look at Warrior with him and Tom Hardy. That movie and uh, is such a groundbreaking role, and he's he's become that kind of that actor that every role he's in. He's absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. in but everybody sleeps on him. Kind of like Obi- or Ewan McGregor himself. Well, yeah, Ewan that, McGregor I like is probably that's, the that's biggest... That's what be- happens, be- though,
1: with the character actors, where it's just like they're not there. You, you don't necessarily recognize that it's them in every movie they're in.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, what was that Arthur movie that came out last year? Oh, my God. What was it? The Green... What was it? It was oh, Green no. something. It was based on Arthurian legend, but he played... He played Arthur's uncle or something. He was phenomenal in it. I mean, he's a great actor. And what's super cool is in this trailer, there's a scene where he's, like, around the Inquisitor. And he just doesn't look fucking phased at all. Like, he doesn't give a shit. I think we're about to find out, like, not some crazy uh thing that you know um uncle owen was special forces or something but i mean like when when you live in tatooine and you're a moisture farmer in the middle of nowhere you don't even live in the city you've lived a tough life you've seen a lot of shit like just in the wilderness alone he doesn't have to be some guy with a huge backstory but he's lived a tough life and he just looks unfazed like uncle i think we're gonna find out that Uncle Owen is a bad motherfucker. Oh, that I you believe don't it. I mean, cross. look at Lars.
1: Like, Lars went over his wife. Like, yeah, he, he
0: that? lost his yeah. legs. And, and
1: I mean, I will say, thank God, um, Bonnie Watts' face, who plays Baru. Thank God Never she got arrested from the next. I was going to say, thank God she escaped that sex cult and <laughs> can do this. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. I watched that whole HBO oh, thing. Oh, good. Was it for anyone who doesn't understand the reference? um this actress actually was involved pretty heavily in a sex cult, um, escaped it pretty early on and helped other people escape it. I can't remember the name of the HBO documentary, but it's, it's fantastic.
0: I will look it up in a second um, when I can search. Uh, But what's funny is, okay. Oh, I pressed play at the wrong thing. Um, So at the beginning of the trailer, he is talking, he's talking to someone. And, oh man, I completely went off page. What the heck? I had it playing. I've been run I've been like looping it as we've been talking. because
1: we talked about the sex cult, and now you're distracted.
0: <laughs> yes, um, but he says the fight is over. We lost, or the fight is done. We lost. Who do you think he's talking to?
1: You know I was thinking that because it had to be someone who understands kind of who he is. It's either going to be, like, an entirely new character and there's going to be no way that we can ever imagine. Um, That's option one. Option two is... I keep going to call him Lars. Um, Option two would be Owen, in my opinion. Um, Option three would be... I would not be shocked if this started by him actually bringing Luke to Tatooine and then we flash forward, you know, 10 years or whatever it is. Um, But I wouldn't be shocked if he's just kind of talking to a little baby Luke.
0: I think he's talking to (gasps) Qui-Gon. Oh, God. Because if you listen to... and, And I understand that you can edit a voice to make it sound like an echo. I get that. Okay, people? But it sounds... A little bit like an echo, like what you would do if you were talking to someone in your in your own head. There's a lot of air to the actual way he's speaking, and people, you know, have fought me for a long time about Qui Gon Jinn, and you know, without hearing these newscastings, and we haven't seen uh, him at all. We haven't seen any of Liam Neeson's uh, rumors about anything. But to be fair, we never heard any Luke rumors about. about Book of Boba Fett. Mm. That took a lot more people to work on Luke than it would be for Liam Neeson to show up randomly in a random trailer and do like five seconds of a scene and then leave. That took a lot more work and they kept that under wraps. You know
1: what? To give you even to put even more credit to this theory of yours, I think that Vader being in it then would be a beautiful red herring because everyone's going to be talking about, you know, Hayden's back, Vader is here, this is part of the show. I always thought it was very odd how much of that they released beforehand in confirming that Hayden was back in letting us know that Vader was going to really be a part of this show one way or another. I would not be shocked then if that was all kind of a distraction and it's, you know, maybe it's just one or two scenes he's in, but that was the distraction. And this way that's, you know, we're going to get Liam and we're going to do the voices and, it's entirely possible that, well, yes, Qui-Gon could be a character. They didn't have to get him on set. You know, he's off on a soundstage someplace else. We're not going to physically see him. Um, or he's not on the same soundstage as everyone else. So yeah, I could, I could definitely see it being Qui-Gon and him really being a character and all of the Vader stuff leading up to this was just a distraction.
0: Well, and you have to look at Liam Neeson right now. Um, Liam Neeson is a phenomenal actor He's been in a lot of amazing movies where there's a lot of depth to his acting. Qui-Gon Jinn is always one of my favorite Jedi of all time. But he hasn't done really anything in a long time. Um, he's done his like Liam Neeson movies to the point that it's kind of like a joke now, like Bruce Willis movies are. Yeah. And that he's done the same movie over and over again. And his career... he his career, what I'm trying to say is his career is like prime time ready for a big bump in attention and for him to reprise a role to get a little bit more upstanding into Hollywood, into his career. This is his time to like kind of revisit these things in order to get his bump. I mean, look at what Mark Hamill did, like Luke Skywalker alone, just completely revamped his career and set him on another scale like is he doing every other movie now no but his his voiceover work has like quite doubled he's done more um acting stuff i mean like it really bumped up his career um that he needed and i think liam neeson is in that state where he could and then i also go back to the the 40th anniversary in uh orlando 2017 where he was very passionate you can tell like these actors are not going to come along when when it comes to these panels i think people want to give you the best show possible but at the end of the day they're not going to pay some actor a shitload of money to show up here they're going to find the ones that'll actually come there um and 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 be there because of, you know, obviously they're going to get paid, but it's not a massive bump. They're not going to beg you to be there. They want to be there. And he gave a very genuine, passionate um, conversation about how he'd love to come back as Qui-Gon and how he'd do it any time. And that always stuck with me, being that I'm such a massive Qui-Gon fan, and that was kind of coming around the time of the, you know, solo. You know, you got to think, Last Jedi would have been... That was the big thing they were pushing, but then Solo was right around the corner, and that announcement of that Obi-Wan movie would have been right around the corner as well. So I think this was like a small hint back in the day that changed then, but I also think that you have to have that relationship, and this seems very much like a love letter to the prequels as much as a segue into what is going to happen in the original trilogy, and I, it's very obvious that this is a segue of love. And to double down on my Qui-Gon theory is what plays immediately after he says, we lost, stay hidden. Duel of Fates appears immediately after he's done. It goes right into Duel of Fates, which is who was fighting Sith Lords, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon. It's just a... It's tiny nods and hints, and I think you have to have Qui-Gon. Obi-Wan has to have someone to talk to, even though they're technically, they're they're real, but they're not. He's got to have somebody he's narrating to so that we as viewers know where his head's at. You know what I mean? So So yeah. he can kind of document where his head is at. Sorry, I said a lot all at once. I'm so no,
1: no, no. But trailer. you're you're right, and I think it would really give a lot more kind of credence to what they want us to focus on in this show, um, because it does seem to be so heavily about post Order sixty six than it does anything else. You know, this does not seem to be anything like Luke starting to tap into his abilities or anything like that. But having Qui Gon as that character to bounce off of that would really keep the focus where it seems like they want the focus to be instead of just being this, you know, action adventure. It's grounded in the force and grounded in the Jedi.
0: Well, and that's like the last thing Yoda says to Obi-Wan is, you know, commune with him, you know, learn these way, or your, your, what is it? Your old master has come from the force. I, I forget the actual quote, but you know, everybody knows that the last thing Yoda really says to Obi-Wan is Qui-Gon's back yeah. and learned how to communicate with him, I will tell you. That's huge. Like that's that's literally said. It's not one of those implied Star Wars things like Did the Emperor have a hand in Palp- or in Padme's death, or did Anakin self implode that one based on a premonition? Like that's something that's literally said. So to continue that story, you kind of can't just sit on that. You can't sit on it, and I just think with Liam Neeson and his state of his career right now, he's not exactly the a lister he once was. I think he's easily affordable to come back and do this because yeah. I mean they're paying they're paying pay, paying Hayden Christensen to come back, and he's not the biggest actor either. But it it but like that's his biggest role, and it was probably a little bit pricey to bring him back as Anakin.
1: I'd imagine, especially because I just don't think he had the best fan experience playing Anakin, whereas Liam Neeson is now. was... now. He makes, like, millions well, now, of dollars yeah. on these cons. But, but Liam Neeson, even at the time, I feel like was very well-received and, and had a much more warm welcome from the fan base, which would make it a little bit easier for him to come back. And again, it's, you know, it's a COVID world. Like, <laughs> Most things can be done remotely. So if it is mostly voiceover work, he doesn't have to change his schedule or find someone to watch the kids. Like that can that can all be done.
0: Speaking of watching the kids, okay, so in this trailer.
1: Yeah, what a segue. We... <laughs> <gasps> that was beautiful. <laughs> I'm
0: I am I am uh, you know, I am trying to brush up on my podcasting capabilities. Wow, I feel that like was after good. a hiatus, I kind of went a little too fast and loose so I always wanted to uh lately I've been trying to dial back and also there's a nootropic out there guys it's called alpha gpc and it is very good for brain function and focus I did <laughs> take some before the podcasting okay. because I believe in nootropics brain function brain health go get it send um, me a link and <laughs> I will send you a link um but so in this trailer we know that he leaves off planet Because we see that in the trailer. Do you think anyone is watching Luke uh, in his stead? Or is like Owen on his own? It wouldn't make sense for Obi-Wan to be watching Luke this whole time. Just to leave and leave him unwatched. Could there possibly be... And I I don't want it to be like the cameo club. And I I feel like it could be a little worrisome. But somebody's got to watch Luke is it going to be like the Qui-Gon alarm that just goes, he's in trouble. You have to get back to Tatooine or could Ahsoka show up? Could Rex show up?
1: I don't think it would necessarily be like you said, the cameo show Um, because of uh, the book Ahsoka, I think made it very, very clear that everyone had to lay low, do their own thing. And there's a certain danger in numbers so if now we have, you know, a Jedi going super into hiding, I don't think it would make sense for other Jedi to come to, say, his rescue, um, depending on what the situation is. But I don't think we're going to see a crazy amount of cameos in story. It's one thing to say maybe there's there's flashbacks, maybe there's dream sequences, something like that. Maybe there's connections through the Force, but I don't see this as the vehicle to bring in a lot of cameos.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I think I I only ask because I know people are going to ask it, and so I just wanted to get that out of the way. I don't think I think with seeing Ahsoka in uh, Book of Boba Fett, I think it fits, um, but I don't think we'll see her in this either. And I think it's one of those things where having the Inquisitors alone, I'm starting to see, you know, Star Wars theory, Star Wars Explained, stuff like that. They're already kind of like theorizing who might be the one holding the gun in this shot or that shot or who could come here. And it's like, you have Inquisitors, Obi Wan, a child, Luke, and Darth Vader. Like, I'm pretty sure we're good. Like, the story, there's no need to bring in any, like, if anything, we need. To over, to like kind of bring down this overstimulus. Overstim- like, I, I think like this story is, is meant to be with Inquisitors. Nobody just wrote this in. But I also think that you need some new characters to kind of make this feel like a lived in universe. And I think sometimes people kind of forget that this is a whole galaxy and like these characters, for them to even be in the same system is crazy let alone the same planet like they have to actively be searching for one another for those
1: things 100% i could not agree more where i feel like there's this mentality of like just because we can get them all together means we should but that's not the case whatsoever but like you said like it should be stressed more that yeah to be in the same system that should be a rarity and that's not just like a constant coincidence
0: yeah, so with that being said, let's go into the Inquisitors. What did you think about the Inquisitors? Were you shocked that we were that we got, like, more Inquisitors than we've ever asked for? Did you think that they would be a main thing? Because early on, I thought that we'd get, like, one Inquisitor, and they would be, like, kind of the main thread leading up
1: the Yeah, to and I certainly and, like, did not expect, back. like, the Grand Inquisitor. I thought it would be, like, a, a new kind of, I don't want to say, like, inquisitor in training but i didn't think it was going to be like a high and mighty one whatsoever uh so then just to see the grand inquisitor and then to see um i forget which sister we saw but but i mean for for everyone that we saw one after the other i was like oh shit oh shit um so it it seems like they're they know who they're going after now it's not just a hey here's a force user we think there's someone here. It's like they know they're going after like a head honcho and someone they really want, which is probably how Vader's gonna get involved because I'm sure it's him giving that direction. They don't necessarily understand who it is. Um but but we certainly saw way more than I think any of us had ever expected to um visually I don't want to say it was disappointing because I was so excited. I don't think I could ever use the word disappointing with this trailer, but like, is it just me or was it a little jarring? Like they, they look a little funky in this, right?
0: Um, I think, all right, I just passed the shot. So I've been, I've been like kind of just re-upping. I think the grand, uh, it depends on the angle. I, I mean, like they're shooting from a lower angle of when you see him, and so it, it could his face and I, this is not like because of like he's pudgy or anything. Like I, I'm just talking about a skeletal structure. His face looks way more round than long. Yes. And it feels like you could have very easily made it longer. I mean like there, there's props for that. I mean, Lord like Colin Farrell had to do much more playing the penguin than what this guy would have to do for makeup um, all day, every day. And they made that work practically. Um, I think it's something that we'll adjust to and we also have to recognize like at first yes I was like wait really he kind of looks like a cosplay and but I think we'll adjust to it and we really don't have a choice I mean at this point we don't have a choice and I don't I think we can move past the way he looks very quickly once we see his level of acting that the actor has brought to the role
1: I hope so, because for me, it, was, it wasn't it was even just him. It was kind of everyone. Um, really? But yeah, it was. But I i don't know if it's just jarring because you. I'm going to say we. Um, maybe I really just mean I, and I shouldn't put that ownership on anyone else. Um, but me being used it's to- It's
0: sit talk. You do whatever the <laughs> hell you want.
1: <laughs> we play by my rules here, bitch. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I think that just being used to seeing any character in one specific medium and then that medium changes, like, of course, it's going to be different. And there's, there's more subtle kind of variations of this between... Um, even like the the early seasons of Clone Wars and watching the animation shift. Like, it's weird to go from season one to the reboot and see how the characters look different just by animation switch styles. But you get used to it. Ahsoka, though, I think is kind of the, the pinnacle and the one that everyone should aspire to in terms of this is how she looks, this is how she acted, this is how she carries herself, was as close to animation to real life as I think a person could possibly get.
0: Yeah. But like, even that took like a second of adjusting to, I mean, it's not like, I mean, we, I've adjusted to it fully now, but it did take a minute like upon first picture, first viewing stuff like that. And you know, I, I seen like star Wars theory uh, post a picture and he was like, I'll send it to you after the show. And he was like, fixed it. And I'm not going to lie, like the, the little editing that he did, it looked a lot better. And by I, we'll see the way the level of his acting is in the role. Well, and yeah, that not too, gonna be because, that hard because to...
1: Rosario Dawson also just gets that character, I think, <laughs> and really did a fantastic job with understanding why fans love that character and what she means to us and those very subtle mannerisms. And to your point, I think that acting here goes a very, very long way in the perception of the characters. So hopefully you're right on that front, my friend.
0: Yeah, I think everybody else looked pretty good, though. I, I didn't have any complaints, and I guess we really didn't see like a massive amount of it. Um, what do you think about the new Inquisitor? I mean, we're all going on looks, but I, I think that this is clearly an Inquisitor that is clearly meant to die by Obi-Wan. Uh, but she does look menacing.
1: She does. And really um, Fallen Order kind of like opened my eyes a little bit about the potential of these characters. And it's not necessarily just ruthless and go get them, go kill them. Uh, that that story really opened up my eyes about this group here. Um, and then, of course, the early Vader comics. So just being able to hopefully get a little bit more time in a format where it's not what is originally meant to be a kid show where you just need this one scary villain until later in the seasons when the show has matured. Um, but I'm hoping that because she seems like a great character. She seems really cool. She seems scary enough. But I'm hoping that we get a little bit more depth there. And it's not just here's this scary villain trying to hunt down Kenobi. I hope there's a little bit more there.
0: And, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of say it right now. Uh, just this is could change by the second trailer very quickly. But, hey, you guys are the one listening to a Star Wars podcast. So if you don't like my theories, I mean, <laughs> why are you here if you don't want to theorize? Um, but, <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is definitely going to be the case where however these Inquisitors find the the scent of Kenobi... I don't think it's going to be from Vader. I think it's going to be from their own doing. Like, they're going to find this out. Really? Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't think this is from Vader. Think about it. In that Lords of the Sith chapter at the beginning, he is stewing over Obi-Wan, and that's only like three years, or a couple years after. Like, he is stewing. He fucking hates Obi-Wan. If he knows where Obi-Wan's at, He is not going to send these people to go bring him to him. He's going to him. Vader in the comics, even the Charles Soul run, which should be held to the highest standard Mm -hmm. of his continuity. He goes after a lot of shit on his own. Like Obi-Wan? He's not going to go after that motherfucker. There's two things he wants to do. Bring Padme back from the dead during this time period. He wants to bring Padme back from the dead and he wants to kill Obi-Wan. So what I think, I think Vader's part in all this, I think if I had to guess, Ewan is going to be dreaming about Anakin and what he could have done wrong. I think we're even going to see, and this is a long, this is a bold take. I think we are going to see Obi-Wan dream about Anakin and his family and what things could have been like. Because they said he wonders what he could have done different what it would have looked like. I don't that think is that's already that bold in the...
1: of it. You've had bolder. That's not that bold of it. I like that. T- right, that's my like crazy it gets, bold. It... You know what? I'm Do know... you want me to make a bold one? I'll make a bold one.
0: Okay. Probably is
1: never going to come true, but I think it would be cool if it did. Is... What do you mean?
0: You just said it, it's going to come true. Like you said 100%. <laughs> I heard it.
1: Put it in writing. I owe you money if it doesn't. Um, combining some of this, this shit that we're talking about, I think it would be cool if Vader's going after Kenobi, not because he has this vengeance, but if he can find out about Kenobi being able to talk to Qui-Gon, one, Anakin loves Qui-Gon so much, but two, to your point, his you know, kind of dog chasing a bone here is bringing Padme back to life. So if he can realize like, oh shit, Kenobi's here and Kenobi has this connection, maybe this is the secret that I need to bring her back. Where he doesn't even necessarily want to Kill Kenobi, but maybe the Inquisitors do because that's what they're trained to do, and it's it's that kind of riff there.
0: Yeah, I mean that that is a bold take, and I I think it would add to Vader. I just don't think Vader needs anything more than his hatred for Obi Wan. I think I think that, uh, but I'll tell you a hundred percent down. Like I'm, we are seeing Anakin Skywalker from. New scenes of Anakin, whether they're flashbacks of the dream, a dream of what he thought that alternate history would be while he's dreaming, um, visions of the past, of the war, of Clone Wars, of all that stuff. Like We are seeing Hayden Christensen return as Anakin because like Ewan McGregor already said that in the EW interview. He didn't say it, but he said, I'm standing there acting and I'm looking across and there's Hayden after all these years. And he hasn't changed a bit. He still looks the same. It's like no time has passed at all. That's a confirmation right there. otherwise he would have said, Well, and he's into this uh all this plastic, all this tape, all the makeup, you know. But he didn't say that. He said, I'm looking right at Hayden and he looks the same.
1: You know you're, getting you're right. You're right. Yeah.
0: This confirmed it. Like, this show is gonna give us everything we've ever wanted. And that's I think that's so perfect about Obi-Wan, is like You're going to get everything you wanted, but it makes total sense for you to get it. It's not just, here you go. It makes sense. Yeah,
1: it's not like a force. You know, this is out of place. And also, it's just a character where, like, he kind of feels like coming home. You know, it's... I don't want to say safe as a bad thing, or like uh, they're playing it safe, but it's safe, like, really and truly just coming home.
0: I mean... You know, I'm turning 30 uh, pretty soon, and I got one more year in my 20s. You know, Obi-Wan's kind of at a midlife crisis. Kind of feels like, you know, midlife crisis territory. He doesn't know where he's going. He's sad. The world isn't what he thought it was. And he needs some more hope, and I love that. I think it's going to be great.
1: Oh, I know it's going to be great. I have full faith in this, especially after seeing this this trailer that we never thought we were going to get this early.
0: Absolutely. Um, and when it comes to, okay, uh, one, I I will say that absolutely I loved, sorry, I, I muted there for a second. Uh, I loved the prequels vibe that I'm getting from the music, from the different flavors that they're introducing. This trailer said more to me than I thought I was even going to get because of how much jedi and sith and Mm -hmm. stuff that is involved and it is so much more than i thought it would be just in this trailer alone it seems fantastical it seems deep and we haven't even gotten any of the vaders uh stuff now I to kind of like wrap well I mean there's plenty we can go off we're, we're going to talk about this forever
1: yeah but we're um, also going to have so much being added to this where I almost don't want to go too crazy deep because like you said we're going to get a new trailer probably every couple weeks pretty soon right and I want to let my mind yeah, rest yeah yeah for
0: sure but okay so <laughs> I just want to know if you think nothing of it that's fine but did you get did you pick up anything about those uh, green birds flying uh, you know? when it says hope survives? Yeah. Did you get anything from that?
1: Uh, I already said I don't want necessarily cameos, but like it's got to be some kind of mortis shit.
0: Okay, cool. I'm. I'm, I'm yeah, but that's, I'm, that's just sure like, oh, I'm, so I'm just trying to make sure that I'm not going off scared. the deep end. No,
1: no, 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 no if and and you bring up the whole qui-gon element like that would make total sense
0: and it would make sense that they would be dude what if Qui? uh i can't go there oh man that's too deep i mean i feel like this This is is like what if qui-gon's there every step of the way shit but it's not like physically him But, like, these birds are just a sign of, like, Mortis and the Force and the fate of the Force. Like, what if these birds are the fate of the Force? I mean, like, everything that happens in that Mortis episode happened. And this is just, like, a a nod to the Deep fans. There's nothing to do... I'm not implying that Obi-Wan has anything to do with the show. I'm implying that these birds symbolize mortis like they did in rebels rebels they very faintly just said we're watching like some somebody's watching
1: i feel like i get shit on though because every single thing that ever comes out i'm always like but mortis like you got to go back to mortis and maybe you don't but i
0: i i'm not implying they go back to to mortis i just connection
1: because that is the best arc of any tv show we've ever gotten star wars or otherwise i
0: i would agree i i think that the I think a lot of people are so afraid to make the force as fantastical as what that was. Um, that I think Mortis could have made the, the, the sequel era bigger than the OT and it just didn't. I agree. Um,
1: but that's, that's why I, think I think get there's more to answer one. to that. Cause every single trailer that we got for any TV show or movie, I'm always like, but, but Mortis like you got to bring it in. You got to tie it in. Somewhere. Well, and
0: that's why I love the duel of fates, uh, which would eventually be we really do, hash yeah. That one out because I, I absolutely love that Mortis. And so like with that bird, the shots of the birds, I simply think that is just like a, an Easter egg cameo that they, they added in to double down on hope survives. And us fans who really pay attention might be like, Oh yeah, the fate of the forces watching us. Um, But yeah, I mean, overall, this trailer was everything to me. I was so glad that it dropped, like, right as I was on break. So I watched it, like, seven times. I... Have been watching it a couple times. Uh, I watched it like probably another ten times today. I'll probably watch it on my big screen. Like you know, a trailer's good when you watch it on your phone, then you watch right. it on your computer, and then you watch it on your TV, and you're like, "Oh my God, did you see the thing?"
1: See, I'm but excited means- too because I wanted. I watched it many, many times, like you did, across multiple devices. The one thing I've avoided is, and I do the same thing with any new books. I avoid breakdowns at least until I get a chance to talk to like you or Brandon or drew uh, just because I don't want other people's breakdowns to kind of come across too heavily here where, where you listen to Sith talk and it's just like, Oh, this is, this is what star Wars explained said, or this is what star Wars theory said. Like I want to come with fresh ideas. So now that we've had this talk now tonight, I can spend the rest of my (laughs) time watching trailer breakdowns and seeing what other people picked up on that. I might've totally missed.
0: Right. And I, I totally get that. And I that's actually probably a really good, that's a really good idea. And I haven't really done that before because I've just, I've just kind of dissected this myself. And so I'm actually excited to do the same thing. And that's what's fun. And, it, you know, and for those of you that are listening, if you have gotten something out of this trailer that maybe we might have missed, or you have a different theory based on what we're saying, go ahead and check out the Facebook group and comment in there because I think seeing the feedback from you guys from these shows is half the fun of doing the show. It's kind of seeing what we spark from you guys and what kind of conversations we can have that is actually with you guys.
1: Yeah. Um, Don't forget we do this because we love talking about this that does not just mean we love talking about it with just each other. Like I love talking about this with any, please, please, please log onto, onto Facebook, join that group. Tell us what we might've missed or what you agree or disagree with.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, with that beautiful segue, uh, that'll be the show guys. Uh, you can find sit talk under the clashing sabers podcast feed. We have multiple shows under the Clashing Sabers podcast feed. You should be listening to them all because they're all wonderful and they all have different uh, viewpoints on everything. And I think that's what makes this podcasting group um, one of the better ones around because everybody is clearly into Star Wars for a lot of different reasons, a lot of the same reasons. And everybody's got different takes on everything and you get one-stop shop for it. So definitely check it out. Um, you can talk to sit talk on the Instagram sit talk page. You can reach out on the clashing sabers, Instagram page. You can again, comment your questions, um, theories, whatever on the Facebook group clashing sabers. And you can find me at sit talker 25, uh, talking all things, star Wars, comics, books, and working out and barbecue forgot the barbecue. um, Lindsay, where can they find you? You guys
1: can find me over on that Facebook group, Clashing Sabers Network. Um, If you do want to talk about anything from tonight or anything that I've said on this show or any of our other shows, like the Clashing Saber flagship show in the past or Don't Burn the Sacred Text, um, feel free to hop over to the Facebook group and just be sure to tag me, Lindsay Gadade. There's not many other people with a name even remotely like that in the world. so so it'll pop up as soon as you start typing Lindsay Um, but but go ahead tag me there and we can definitely uh, have a little fun and continue the conversation
0: and with that being said guys may the force be with you always hey hey looks like you're done talking Sid. who? oh Sion the bartender yeah he's gone down a couple levels you're going to venture down there? Well, there's a few things you should know before you go. Sith Talk, all the Clashing Sabers Network, they ain't associated with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. All these licensed sounds and whatnot
1: all belong to whoever the hell they belong to. We just use them here for entertainment and educational purposes. Look, if you're unsure about something or have questions about what's what, email us at Network at gmail.com. And hey, On your way out, make sure you leave us a rating and review. Word of mouth is how people find out about this place. Now, get out of the way. I got paying customers to get you. Jedi business. Go back to your drinks.